0: hey everyone welcome back to sass on the street the show where you can ask simon any question about your software as a service business we don't see the questions ahead of time, so Simon hears them the same moment that you do. In the second episode, he explains his concept of a market of one and how to face off against your competitors. This is another episode where we find ourselves in lockdown, so here is Sass on the screen.
1: Hey everybody. Yes, so we can't walk the streets, but we can um, uh, tap the screen and I'd like to bring in a very special guest all the way from a boat in Queenstown, Duncan Faulkner.
2: Hey,
1: Simon, how are you? Very well. So um, I I understand you're about to relaunch a SaaS business. It sounds pretty exciting.
2: Yes, relaunching what was originally launched five years ago as Audit um which we we launched it as a health and safety software app we launched it for adventure companies mainly in queenstown that that was how we started and now we're focusing on all industries uh, in all countries in the world is is the plan and our new brand dropmyrisk.com
1: cool and what's your question today
2: okay so my question is as i mentioned when we first launched we were very precise we launched adventure tourism industry in New Zealand. But what we've found over the last five years is actually every industry and pretty much every business that has customers that they engage with face to face back in those good old days, um, and a business that has premises needs to be actively managing risk. So it's far broader than adventure tourism. So my question is how do we market to them? on a broad scale because everything I read and listen to about marketing is all about being very precise around your sectors or who you're targeting. But actually I want to go for everyone. Is that a stupid idea?
1: Um, It's not a stupid idea, but you've got to have a kind of an angle in there. You've got to have a, you've got to have a voice and, and there are leaders out there and there are followers. So even though we say, look, there's, you know, I want to get everybody, if you, if you, I always say, how how high up the tree can you, does your product um, work? Some products, some SaaS products just don't work when you get past, you know, 50 people in the company. They're quite, they're quite kinda cozy and teamy and, you know, it's um, it's got a certain sort of vibe, and then if you try to try it with you know 5,000 people, it just can't, it just it's just not built for that, and it's unmanageable because you have all these divisions and hierarchies. And then and then could it ever work with 150,000 people at J.P. Morgan? Hell no, right? So you've got to see what the weakness is, and the easiest the easiest question to satisfy that is. Could I put your product in with a business like j P. Morgan with one hundred and fifty thousand people? Would it work?
2: It Would not be terribly well seated
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no so um, no. so what's what? what is the upper limit because once you know what the upper limit is, then you kind of know then you then you know where the kind of the the kings and the queens of your um product live because immediately you go well there's some of those companies in new zealand there's more in australia there's a whole lot more in america than there's a lot in europe so um are we gonna spend 10 years trying to get all these new zealand ones when there's a hell of a lot more of them in other places and
2: and that's that's kind of the i wouldn't say it's a catch 22 but it feels like it that we're we've found ourselves in so we launched the venture tourism industry but, uh, businesses were all small businesses, some medium size. So that we did well, but they don't they don't pay very well those those smaller ones versus the enterprise type solutions that are going to pay a shitload more for pretty much the same features. So the features that we're offering now they they solve ninety five percent of an enterprise enterprise grade client's needs but it's, do you add that extra 5% and go after them in what is a, a more competitive market, but with higher returns, or do you focus on the volume of clients at the other end, the higher volume of clients at the other end well, that I, are paying less?
1: I, at, at, a, at a hunch, I would say that you've got much more likelihood of building a kick-ass SaaS company um, by being at the higher end, and figuring out what that scope of that high-end market is because w- when you talk about it, you know a whole lot more about the adventure tourism sector, the breadth of it and and you know what, what they value and what they'll pay than you do of a, a company that's a large scale somewhere sub just just at a guess, I mean, could you do it on the number of employees at a guess, or does it more to do with the number of assets plus the number of employees?
2: We currently charge on the number of employees just because it feels okay. like a fair way of doing it.
1: so what 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 what's your what's your experience of the biggest enterprise client? How many employees? Three hundred? right. so that's really small, isn't it? It um, is yeah. so, So, I think your job is uh, to get into knowing more about the 300 to 150,000 person company than it is about knowing, you know, how to or trying to improve how you're going to sell it to the um, 10 to 50 person company. You already know that that's where you're where the backbone of your business is gonna be built is, is on the enterprise clients. Um, I don't buy that it's more competitive at the top end. Uh, I had a lot of experience and success selling at the top end. And um, you can you can very easily work your way into being uh, in a market of one, and that's the trick. So you just need to be able to, and. Uh, you, you, be, you need to be able to build up the the kind of the case and the evidence and understand who else is in the market because this is sets on the screen can we have a look at your competitors is that all right yeah sure. okay um so give me a ah, close down chrome and then there's like a hundred reopen that annoys me um okay so,
2: so risk risk manager would be a um so in terms of corporate ones risk manager or the vault
1: are you all right this goes out yeah, <laughs> yeah totally great. okay okay this is set on the screen it's going out i'm just closing down 15 windows
2: oh those big boys should know we're coming after them <laughs>
1: yeah okay so um there we go Oh look! It's the Regional Business Partner website guide for service providers. If you have a COVID nineteen,
2: aren't you a provider for them, Simon? <laughs>
1: provider? I'm a provider, and the government is giving out the government is giving out grants to anyone who wants to work with me. Um, I got one just today, actually, and you got one today, which yeah. is which was pretty cool because given you only heard Sass on the Streets podcast last night, that the system's working. And that's yeah. basically for me to spend hours with you sorting out some of these wrinkles. Um, okay, yeah. back, to the, back to SAS on the screen. It's not an advertisement, thank you. <laughs> i promoting my services. I'll get my free hour off you for that. <laughs> um, all right. I like that you messaged me on Messenger on the Facebook site I only just built. <laughs> studios. Okay, so what's it called? Uh, the Vault. Vault. Vault.com.
2: I don't know. Vault. Just type Vault Health and Safety. There we go.
1: Vault Intel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There we go. That's the one.
1: Yeah. Oh, here we go. The COVID statement. Okay. So Vault, uh, helping you manage through a, uh, a crisis. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really look like they've done much other than just say, you know, we'll help you in a crisis." um for the covid uh part of it so let's get rid of that so these are kiwi guys
2: yes yeah. and they've been around for they've been around for a long time and and they've you know been one of the main players in in the enterprise side of things interestingly though the the feedback i always get is that the product is actually a bit not so fresh but the marketing and sales is really good.
1: Marketing and sales is great, products not so flash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's common, right? That's common, which is why you can you can potentially beat them in a, in a competitive situation, given that that's kind of word on the street, and um, some clients will go for that. What's another one?
2: Um,
1: risk manager. That's-
2: so that forms part of a larger health and safety consultancy, which is a terrific consultancy. Um,
1: what's the, what's the consultancy called?
2: Oh, go back on their website. Impact. Impact. Yes, that's it.
1: Yeah. See, this is one of the, yeah, so they're consultants in training. So this is, this is another, this is another one that's easy to beat, right? Because what do you think they really, really want to sell? Cons- professional services. Professional services. So yeah. the product takes a back seat because the, they've built a product on the side, but when you go to the product site, it's that's why I said it's odd because it doesn't look like a product site. It just looks, mm-hmm. um, but probably not even. It's just the sign-in site. But it's called riskmanager.co.nz, risk manager sign-in. So. So Impact are uh, doing one thing and they've done a little bit of software on the side. Um, Vault Intel, that they call themselves, dot com, uh, as you as you as you said, you know, they're, they're big on the push at selling this stuff, but underneath it's not that great. Um, probably a lack of investment into the software to get to that point, but where they're doing on the surface incredibly well but you know maybe that's for all sorts of reasons we don't know how i don't know looking at it how they got to 30 industries eight countries 350 customers 900,000 p- people protected and 10,000 mobile app users um so what's another one people safe so people safe is m-
2: more more of a fun type of brand and they're more Small to medium.
1: Right. People safe. Get your team working together to make work safer. Helps your team shift their health and safety focus from compliance to actually keeping people safe. Less paperwork, more teamwork. A mobile app that's cloud software, common sense, fast and even fun. Yeah. So, you know, this is... This is kind of the zero of... Yeah, safety, right? And it's trying to trying to be that uh, beautiful health and safety. Why didn't they put that? Um, and and that's yeah, that, and that's you could just see that they're not going to go up against. Um, well, they might go up against vault, but it's a whole different flavour, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it totally is. So do you? Like what I battle with is do you create parallel strategies because those small guys are the ones that
1: no 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 you go you basically go hard and you get the highest possible um, the highest possible client that you can for the highest possible revenue you can so um, I said three. You said you've got you've got a client that has three hundred people. I said, what about one hundred fifty thousand? You said probably not. So what 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 do you think you would definitely be showing? Like, give me a give me a give me a massive number of employees
2: that we could go for. Yeah, I mean. I mean I think we could go I think anything over 300 would would we probably be a bit annoying for the HR person but like I mentioned if we added 5% new development yeah, it was too- like creating users automatically or creating a fancy looking dashboard that reports on multiple locations so there's you know not a great deal of development required then the product can be it could go to Coca-Cola you know it's it's it could do that quite easily. It's just whether or not you want to. We want to make the decision to say yes, do the development, and yes, make the investment in the sales process. Because at the moment we've got a pretty much fully automated sales process. Whereas if we go corporate, then we've got to start going through all the tender processes, which are resource intensive.
1: Yeah, look, this is something. This is something you actually have to make the hard decision about. Is how how high up that tree you you want to go to you know um here (laughs) here we here we have an example of how high the tree goes 3.2 million people are in the uh, u.s department of defense uh 2.2 million are in walmart Uh, (laughs) right so so You do have to figure out how, but, you know, I've been part of companies that have won these clients. And so that they, there is, because what you said, like, how how are you going to cut through? Well, how you cut through is you get your first one. And then what happens is is you've you've won your first one and then um, you're a lot further down the track to winning your second one. So I'll just give you a little example of selling a board paper solution, and um, I was doing pretty well even after the financial crash, selling it to um, to fund companies. So the big, you know, giant J.P. Morgan's and um, Goldman Sachs and BlackRock and Leg Mason and all these big fund companies were were somewhat upgrading from the U.S. and I was in charge of UK, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. But what we really needed was the UK public companies. And it must have taken me two years to get the first one. And even right up to the 11th hour, I was going after this company. I remember walking from the reception desk to the boardroom, and I must have been there about six times in the last two years in this, Assistant company secretary says, so Simon, tell me how many FTSE 100 companies you've got now. I was like, uh, we still have none. <laughs> but I was thinking, why don't you guys bloody sign and then we'll have one, right? You know, it was, like a, it was like this waiting game. And so the top of the tree is like that. The top of the tree can be painful. But do you know how many FTSE 100 companies uh, now using that solution, I think it's eighty of the top one hundred. And do you think yeah, right. do you think they're going to leave because of COVID nineteen? No, it seems unlikely. You know mm-hmm. they're locked in. They're upgrading. They just they're just there. So, and do you think you know they were they've been a target for being acquired? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They got bought off the New Zealand stock exchange for about a billion dollars and the, the values doubled possibly tripled in the meantime since it's been private so you, you if you want to build a proper SaaS business with what you've got you've got to get all the ninja skills to sell to the top of the tree, and you just got to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and uh, so why
2: doesn't why doesn't zero do that you know they've made a very deliberate decision to stop our uh, medium-sized businesses
1: because their whole game plan was built off the family accounting firm um, that Rod Drury's business partner, um, Rod was part of this accounting firm as a customer and, and the son of the father had set it up, Hamish, he just said, I've got this brilliant idea. And he just yeah, yeah. He, he just replicated his family accounting firm that was dealing with small, medium-sized customers around the world. And revolutionized online accounting so there's one ledger in the cloud. So that's why that's the DNA of Zero. Now Zero stray from that. They're, they're straying in all sorts of ways, um, <clears throat> from the from the kind of the DNA of the business. But if they if they if they stray and they, they say, Oh, why are we sticking down with these little guys? Why don't we go get the big guys? Um, I just put the American accent for uh, the, the company's got a lot of cash, you know, sort of. Uh, so, because I think what happens with these SaaS companies when they get really big is they get bankers in. They're basically the, the money managers because they're throwing off so much cash and they do start to make decisions that are contradictory to the DNA of the business. So, you could see Zero doing that.
2: Right okay well
1: but i think it is i think think it is the top of the tree or the bottom and i've said that time and time again that you either go for the biggest companies in the world it's easy to take them on and be and 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 have everything oriented around them or you take on the little guys small medium-sized businesses and you put everything around them the two don't really mix together. A, a guy that made movies once uh, taught in this class that I went to a couple of times, he said, you know, everybody wants to see like a, back in those days, a $200 million movie, and everybody wants to see a movie that was made for $10,000. But if you're in the middle, you it's it's survival's kind of tricky. Uh, I, I just think the same with software. Go, go right up to the top of the tree or 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 stick at the bottom but your one i mean i don't see on a if you're going to market your business i don't see there's massive problems with getting big clients given given what you showed me you know you said it's it's more competitive i don't think so you just you just got to create the the whole logic around what you're selling and how you're selling it So that, um, because the beautiful thing, this is the secret of the source. You don't actually educate people on what your product does. Hopefully those guys aren't going to listen to this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All you do is you tell them why you're better. Because they're going to bring, so someone's going to buy Vault, or someone's going to buy Isn't it funny? I've completely forgotten what that thing is. Even, I'm gonna show you my screen. This is how bad they are, those guys that are competing against you. The product, when you click on it, which is riskmanager.co.nz, the actual tagline, whatever that's called, on on their tab in the Chrome browser says log in. (laughs) So you're not gonna have a problem beating Risk Manager because the two sites related to Risk Manager, which is their site and the other one, one, the other one, Impact is actually called Workplace Health. So that's not a problem. So you're only talking about going up against these guys and you know you've got better software. So you don't tell them about your software, you just tell them why you're better. And you 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 know now why you're better. So all you're trying to do is get anyone that's trying to buy any of these other services, including PeopleSafe, that you you can forget about them too. You just say, these are the three things that we are best at. And then you you put those words on your site. And then you, I mean, diligent when we got that right, um, it hasn't really changed in 10 years. And there's probably, you know, two and a half billion dollars of value being added to the company and it's getting two hundred and something million revenue every year in annual annual recurring revenue. By by doing that strategy, you put the you put the top three things that you're the best at and um, and you compete because other people are gonna bring the other people are going to bring the um, the customers to you, because no one in a corporate environment is going to buy one solution without looking at the market, so you have a better a better site than all of these, and better propositions, boom, 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 three things, we're, we're more this, we're better that, we're you count on this for being number one in this, and your whole sales is all about those three things. That's all you do is you just ram those three facts down someone's throat when they're trying to buy you. And and they, if they leave with those three things in mind, and then they go to the other guys, and they say, but what about this? Hmm, is that all you got? What about that? Is that all you got? What about this? Huh? But, but where does that leave you though?
2: With like When we set out five, over five years ago, we were all about helping the small businesses. You know we were there because they, they like adventure tourism they were the guys that were facing being shut down permanently if they couldn't get their compliance up to speed if they couldn't you know lift the game as an industry and that's that kind of you know that was one of our core values was to support those businesses that, that needed a product like this so do you
1: you just told me that they weren't paying enough <laughs>
2: Well, oh, they're not paying enough. They're
1: not paying. <laughs> enough. No, they're too high. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've answered your own question. Okay, you're right. Okay. <laughs> who, abandoned, who abandoned who first? <laughs> okay, I sleep better now. <laughs> All right. I mean, we we got ruthless At diligent. I I would have people wanting to buy who couldn't afford it, and I would want to cut a deal, and. There was just no forgiveness. Yeah, there was no forgiveness whatsoever. Um, so it, it's just like you know, we're we're selling a Mercedes, and I'm like, yeah, but it's priced in dollar, US dollars and pounds, and this this little this little um, energy, you know, this little energy company in New Zealand wants a good deal. And it's like, well, if you're in Africa and you want a Mercedes, you're still going to pay the price of a Mercedes to get it to Africa. You know, you're just
2: price. too nice in New Zealand. Do you think? You know, are we all just trying to? SaaS companies are too many of us trying to build fun little products that no, no. Help, help help a large volume of people, as opposed to get out there and make some decent dough.
1: Um. Possibly, I don't. I haven't really explored that. Um. I think uh, zero is touted for a whole lot of things, and half of them aren't true. Um, so, so it's not. So the bottom of the market, the small and medium-sized businesses. You know, I'm, I'm spending a bit of my time just telling New Zealand SaaS companies to go to the top of the tree. Like it's. It's no harder up at the top of the tree. You just got to get it. Get the. You just got to get it right. Um, the contracts are bigger. The loyalties potentially kind of greater. Um, your annual recurring revenue will be a lot greater. Yeah. Um, so. And but, but because if you don't make the choice, your whole business is established around conflicting priorities but when you make the choice you know who you are and you can build yourselves around that
2: i think you've just summed it up in a nutshell there you know who you are (laughs) i probably don't know who i am at the moment (laughs) but
1: um i I hear you've booked a COVID 19 (laughs) navigate session with moonshot studio through the regional business program and that probably helped you when you come out of the COVID challenge, to um, be clear and accelerate. Yeah, well,
2: it will. Look, in all, I mean, I mean, you know, you, we're taking, we're having a laugh about your um, your program, but but in all honesty, I, I think the COVID program will actually be really handy for us to to sharpen up who we're after and how we're going to get them because at the moment we can't hop in the car and go see customers, so we've got to be, yeah, we've got to have that laser precision on our website and in our marketing so we can find those customers and they can find us and uh, we can get a, a sharp sale. So I can sell to most people once I sit down in front of them and have a cup of tea or coffee, you know, and talk them around, I can sell. But I can't do that now. So,
1: Okay, well, on remember I said there's there's other modules. So one of these is online sales mastery. And if you master online selling, I got, I got to the point, so I first of all, I couldn't, I I. I had to go to see somebody to close a deal, right? It wasn't something that I could do without going to see them, and if I couldn't get on your diary for two weeks, well, I wasn't gonna sell the deal to them for two weeks. Uh, I'm talking like 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, um, in London, Running this operation for for diligent and and I, it, you know it it was a real it was a real thing but then I mastered how to how to sell and close deals and the market picked up after the financial crash and more FTSE 100 companies were coming on I got this momentum going and I went over to New York for a sales conference and the thing I took away from that just just our internal global team most of them in the US and me was like I said, what, what do you, you mean you're selling online? And they're like, oh yeah. Like, how long have you been doing this? Oh, like 18 months, what? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's so much better. You waste so much time traveling around to see people. Online selling is the best. So I went back and I mastered the online selling. And it was, it's a, it's a totally different beast, but it is superior in every way to in person, no, well, right now it's like a a really kind of necessary tool um and it got to the point where even uh you know one of the biggest companies in the uk if if they called me and said we, we you know we're interested and and you know and i and i had a bit of a chat with them and went through what they were looking for and they said, um, okay, we, we, we'd like to see you on Wednesday, please. And I said, okay, well, I could do that at uh, at 11 o'clock. Okay, that works for us. So we'll see you here on Wednesday. I'm like, no, I'm not coming in. They're like, what? Where are you based? I'm like, well, I'm in Chiswick, um, which is like half hour west. And they're like, what? you have to come in. I'm like, well, no, I can't come in. I've got a lot of stuff on and I, 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 it's online. And they're like, so you remember the first story I told you was just visiting, 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 you know, six times over two years trying to get a deal. This is like three years later, and the deals are coming thick and fast, and I'm into online selling. And they say, Well, your competitors are coming in to see us. You're like one's at nine, one's at ten, you're at eleven. So I say, that's fine. And I got to got to the point, this is kind of where the where the skills kind of kick in after repetition and and learning in a high-powered sales team where i could get th- get my voice through the teleconference machine in the room i knew what was up on screen or i was controlling it i knew who was around the table i knew what the concerns were and i was i was and i could tell the vibe of the room with about eight people in there through um an audio teleconference and and the screen being shared with with um, some slides. so it's it's something to kind of work on, and this next period is going to be so critical to get the um, the skills up for online selling.
2: Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting times.
1: So but the short answer is you can win big deals. The first thing I'd say is get a bloody Zoom background so we don't have to look at the inside of your boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you still they, using they, 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 Zoom.
2: It's pretty outdated now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's outdated? The Zoom? Zoom.
2: On the boat. What? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. I like your background. It's very good.
1: Zoom's, Zoom's the future.
2: Zoom will be doing well out of this pandemic. Everyone's Zooming now.
1: Yeah, even the crooks are Zooming and hacking it
2: yeah <laughs>
1: okay we've, we've gone long so okay is there anything else that you wanted to ask me
2: i think and I, I was going to ask you about SaaS pricing but i think i think you've kind of answered that which is just get rid of the cheap stuff at the lower end of the market and go big on the top end of the market
1: is a blunt, that's a blunt response to your own question. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, at the lower end, we're talking differences in packages of $25, $50 at the top end. You know, I, geez, I did a quote the other day for uh, a regional council that's not too far away. And um, <laughs> I quoted them and I thought I was going high. No, don't tell they me. they told me I was too yeah,
1: low. Yeah, don't say any prices. Yeah. I think that's a common thing. <laughs> that's a common thing
2: they thought it was cute um, and we're still in talks so that's good <laughs>
1: what, I, what i do find is that people the sas companies i've been talking with lately they're totally undervaluing what their what their offer is and they're too scared to go up high um and and yeah, I remember my brother saying, "Look, there's no way that Diligent is going to survive." This is just before it listed in 2007. He's like, it's just a website. anyone can build a website that has board papers in it. It's just files on a website. I'm like, what he was missing was what he was missing was that um, the founders of Diligent understood the needs of directors in the boardroom. And when, you, when you're when you doing your prioritise, prior, when you're doing your sort of, um, like the three things that you're going to compete on, that we're more this, better that, number one on this, what you want to really orient it around is who are your key constituents. Because within a big organisation, you're going to have um, a whole lot of people that you could be serving. You could be serving the CEO, you could be serving the chief risk officer, you could be serving the HR person, you could be the you know, the operations chief. And, but you kind of got to narrow that down a wee bit. And go, and and then what's going to fall out is, oh, I'm serving these people and these are their three biggest concerns. Because, because this is what happened in the board portal business. You'd have a company, I'd have a company coming back to me. Like I've, I've done the killer presentation, I've beaten out all the competitors, and then I I get the call and, and they'd say, oh, we've just um we've just decided that we're not going to go ahead with you. Like, right? but we were the, you know, we're easiest to use, we're the best support, um, we're the best security. Yeah, our IT teams decided that we're gonna build one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god do you realize how much that's going to cost? Do you realize how long that's going to take? Do you realize they might not even make it because they get pulled onto another project? Do you realize there's going to need to be two full-time IT people to support this and just keep up with new browser versions, let alone new devices? Like, what if someone invents an iPad and then someone copies it and creates an Android tablet? And, you know, it's just like, are you kidding me? I, and by the way, what about the security of your IT team looking at all your board papers? So, so when you understand who you're really serving and how you're really serving them, then, you, and, and you're going for the top of the tree, you've got a lot of room to be a premium product. There's a, there's a reason why diligence got like probably, well, the last. Announcement about I don't know a year eighteen months ago they had two hundred million in ARR, but it had jumped from eighteen months earlier being a hundred million ARR, so it's gone from a hundred to two hundred. So I always say, well, it's around two fifty. It could be three hundred. It could be four fifty. Who knows? They're heading for a billion ARR. 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 Um, it sounded like a wolf. Yeah. So so pricing is the mechanic of packaging up like rich asked me in episode one how do you price and i said well you just charge as much as you can this is what i was kind of getting at if you're at the premium end you charge as much as you can and 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 you know you you find out where that is i mean diligence Diligence range per contract varied wildly in the early days, until it found the kind of sweet spot. So you don't want that. You don't want that to be too low. You want that to be plenty of headroom, so that as you grow, you become this unstoppable giant. Um, and the difference, if you. Ch- but here's the thing: is when you get into these contracts, it's really hard to increase them on people. It's really hard to go oh, you know, last year you're paying us two thousand. This year we want it to, you pay us five thousand. They just say get lost. It's like if you go get a job at a corporation, you say, "Oh, I'm I'm happy with you know," and you think, "Oh, like, I don't want a I don't want to charge too much, so I'll just I'll get the job at seventy thousand. I reckon I'll get it at seventy thousand as a salary. So yeah, I'd like seventy thousand. And then you get in there and you work your ass off and you approve all these things. And six months go by and you realize that you're outperforming people who are on 120. And so you go back and you say, actually, I'd like to be on 140. And they're like, what the hell? How can I justify you going from 70 to 140? It's just not going to happen. So you've got to, in a corporate salaried role, you've got to go in thinking you're not going to ever get a raise and you'll be happy. That's my, that's my thesis. Pretty much the same with SaaS. You gotta go, I'm I'm with you for 10, 20 years at this price bracket. And I'm happy with that. And I'm gonna I'm going to my ass off to sort out all the problems and and you're gonna give me enough money so that I can do that. So that's that's and then we can talk more about it. Um I should do a pricing workshop really, shouldn't I? You should do, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I think you've answered my questions and, you know, pretty, pretty good detail, pretty good detail.
1: Are you going to invoice me for this or are we, we good? This is, not, this is all on the house. This <laughs> Agree to sell your soul to Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the next 10 platforms that come along. Okay, so it's April the 17th, Friday, April the 17th. We're speaking from Queenstown a, a, across the Divide. Um, well, Dun- we're not. Where, where are you? Are you Queenstown? I'm in Kawarau Falls, bro.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. I'm actually um, I'm actually Bannockburn.
1: Bannockburn? You didn't tell <laughs> yeah. me we started. I wouldn't have checked. You.
2: You, didn't, you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't tell me. Uh although I am Queenstown Lakes. Is that what the Posh us.
1: is that what the Posh people refer to, formerly known as Cromwell? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, south of the bridge.
1: I mean in we uh,
2: not, if you're south of the Bannockburn Bridge, south of the Carrow, we've got the uh explosives charges in the bridge ready to lock down, you know, the whole of Bannockburn. So well, any day now, if have, that virus gets too close,
1: whoop we have a bridge that we, we have a bridge that's so solid it won't blow up because it was being <laughs> damn to my gold. all right um thanks duncan and um you've filled up a whole episode of SAS on the screen um well done thank you thank you for your time
2: simon appreciate it enjoy your weekend
1: cheers bye
0: That's it for another episode. Thanks for listening. Great to hear Duncan's questions, particularly around how to compete in his sector and where to aim his SaaS offering. We'll be back soon with another instalment of SaaS on the screen.